Yeah, like, Gerard Butler looks like a fucking piece of shit nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. I'm Al. <laughs> you creepy eyebrows. And I'm Brett. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the rambunctious retrofitter. Did you just call me creepy gentleman. Irish? No, I said creepy eyebrows. <laughs> You're not Irish, are you? Everyone's Irish. Uh, especially on March 14th? No, 17th. Uh, so, what have you been up to, Al? Um, it's quite a bit actually, considering it's been a couple of weeks since we last did this uh, little shindig. Um, I decided that instead of driving up and down to France every, are you all right, you two? Yeah, I just a little dance, trying not to fiddle with stuff. All right, just keep it under the table. <laughs> oh, fucking, should we just talk about what you two have been up to? No, France, <laughs> come on, you've been up to a lot. I want to hear about it. <laughs> Um, yes, so instead of driving up and down to France every time I wanted to uh, enter the zombie weapon challenge, I thought it was high time I built a forge. Um, after working on uh, Steve's and Alex's at the Good Life, um, the kind of forge-grill combo thing, which I don't know, yeah. is that a concept that you came up with, Steve? Uh, it's something that we've we've kind of done it before. It's, I don't know who where the original idea came from, but... Right. I mean, I mean I, fire, it's fire, right? But it was, it's more just yeah. about the kind of the, the dual fuel and the dual purpose thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, decided to build my own kind of grill come forge affair, which was a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, Shoestring shoe budget, as always. Um, <laughs> but it means I can now annoy my neighbours instead of annoying Steve's neighbours. Um, just in time for Rory to announce the zombie challenge. So um been cracking on with that. It's a complicated affair as always no chainsaws yeah. this year though unfortunately oh. um but also instead of setting fire to the shack which i've done two times already in the last week um <laughs> i thought i better move it outside but obviously the grim british weather will not allow that so i've also yeah. built like a little um sort of extension off the back of the shack so like a little like, awning kind of tent thing yeah um, it's temporary but it's, it keeps the rain off uh, i'm just hoping i don't die of smoke inhalation yeah uh, um just before you move too far away from it, I just want to quickly talk about your actual forge. Yeah. Because it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> like, genuinely really impressed with how well that turned out. <laughs> um, it was a classic, like, don't really know what I'm doing, but I've seen yours. Yeah. Um, had a vague idea of what I wanted it to do, but then also, like, genuinely use it for cooking as well. Yeah. Um, so it was about, you know, how that grill fits on top. Versus yeah. the one that you knocked up at Laura's as well. And um, just thinking about the practicalities of stuff, the height. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to get stock in to the fire yeah. and distances and stuff. So it was all kind of played by ear as I was doing it. Yeah, so um, you decided not to go with the uh, half-inch thick checker plate then. <laughs> Again, it was it was what, you know, <laughs> what literally what can I get from scrap yeah. from, the, from the metal uh, shop? And it was like all in 30 quid. So nice. like what you <laughs> uh, for the legs for everything for the like the you know the three quarter inch plate bread that I, I talked through you with the angle grinding yeah. game through that it's like I see why some people have these uh, bandsaw things for cutting metal yeah right? <laughs> especially when you're doing that angle it, it's like a done. compound angle through three quarter inch steel yeah yeah with with cut off discs <laughs> yeah. yeah but he sent me the message. Uh, kind of talking about it, and then he sent me a photo not too long later, and he was like, "Yeah, right." So that was pretty 
you know, not too crazy or whatever, but I remember asking like, how many discs did you go through? Because <laughs> yeah. it took me quite a few. You just burn straight through them. It's yeah, just we, so much material. Is that for the, uh, the, the pot, fire pot? Yeah. For the fire pot, yeah, yeah. You know what I did uh, with mine? I just cut them at 90, buttered them up against each other, and then just filled that just void. Just welded well. the gap. Yeah, I, yeah. I obviously with MIG, that's a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but try to stick weld gaps is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> you're like, you're just essentially just chasing the hole round and round and round yeah. and round. Um, yeah, so I got that up and running. That was fun. Um, and then it was apple season. So I picked all the apples. They're now fermenting inside. Yeah. I've got like 25 litres this year. It's a bumper year. Um, and also, Carlos sacrificed his goods, and I've now got peppers pickling away, ready for some hot sauce. So it's been like super productive. Um, I feel like I've actually had some time to make some shit. Um, back on it, yeah. Um, obviously, last week, in lieu of the boys not recording, um, I did just put something about Patreon, um, and it was just a little behind the scenes on T-shirt printing. So obviously, yeah. between us, we've done a bit of um, printing ourselves and for the for the podcast T-shirts and for our own T-shirts. I just thought it'd be a nice little insight for people to see because the the yeah. guys um, where I got mine done, they were nice enough to send over some footage of them actually screening, uh, yeah. going through the whole process. It was really nice. Um, especially with a bit of experimentation as well. So um, I might put that video up for everyone in the Facebook. Just and it's just um, unlisted at the moment. Yeah. Um, so if 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 anyone's interested, we can just maybe share it with the crew. But um, yeah, yeah, just That'd a nice good. nice little behind the scenes because the yeah. t-shirts turned out fucking sweet. Yes, you know, they so did. If, yeah. if anyone's if anyone's uh, ordered the Hacksaw shirts, they should be going out in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Oh. I, uh, I managed to get to see them in the flesh before I came out here. I know you um, saw them before I did, you fucker. Yeah, I know. And they're fucking great. It was brilliant. And they were so excited about it when they showed me. And I was like, he's going to hate me. But uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it was cool. like them. You don't. There's more, but it's, it's, the list goes on. I want to hear about you guys. Okay. Uh, Brett. No. Where, where were you last week? Uh, so I was probably the main reason for not being able to record last week because I was standing underneath the sun. <laughs> <laughs> And really, not even pinched for time, but there was definitely, like, I had to prioritize getting this build done because I only had the week to do it, and I'd never worked with concrete before, <laughs> let alone, like, the fire bricks that I've worked with in the past yeah. to make this pizza oven. It's like, right, we stick them inside the forge. Yeah. that That's it. They just <laughs> sit there. And the refractory cement that we use to build the forges is what I was kind of uh, relying on my knowledge of, which yeah. isn't, it's not like I have a ton of knowledge, but... If anybody was following along, I went out to California because Ben Ueda was having a bit of a maker gathering event and Quick Crete and Total Boat were, were two people that kind of sponsored the situation. And uh, Ben had asked if I would make a little pizza oven for the container house that he built. And it's not something that would be used constantly. It didn't need to be huge. And... I needed to be able to use quickcrete on it at some point, which I didn't realize until I was already knee deep into the project, but I bought their sand. <laughs> they make <laughs> they make just generic sand. Uh, so know. I used some of that. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to build the inner form, right? Yeah. So you basically sand castle an igloo yeah. with wet sand, and then you lay the bricks, the refractory bricks, on that form so that it's got something to just lay against while it cures. And yeah, I was looking at it as like, oh, refractory, refractory and 
refractory mortar and refractory cement castable stuff works a bit like clay as yeah. it starts to set up it becomes kind of malleable but won't really fracture on you if you yeah. work it a little a little into the setting process and then it just becomes super rigid right yeah regular cement <laughs> like the crap that Ben and Jess and Mike use on a regular basis and, uh, you know, as well as a few of the guys that were out there that I'd never met before, they all really know cement and they understand mm. inner structuring and why rebar or, you know, uh, metal wiring and stuff on the inside to create these inner structures. It needs something to hold on to. So I here I am going, right, I'm going to sculpt a skull <laughs> around this igloo of fire bricks and it's going to work out really, really well. It it did end up being, I was very proud of it when I finished, but I didn't know enough about the material that I was using. And it turns out Jess came out to pick me up because she had to just drop me off like a kid and like <laughs> take me out in the morning and be like, right. So the other 10 people are going to be working at the house. You'll be here baking. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, and so I was kind of fighting with it and like service was limited. So I wasn't going to call anybody and yeah. bug them and be like, what am I doing wrong? And obviously, they don't have like a full workshop out there. So when she showed up, she goes, oh, yeah, you're having problems with this and this because there's like the cement wants to fall. Yeah. And it needs to be in a form. So I got to learn quite a bit from a few people that knew a hell of a lot more about the material that I was using and ended up coming up with something that I was proud of. It functioned. Uh, we totally, totally 100% made and cooked the pizza that will be in the video. <laughs> In that oven. Yeah. We did not get it anywhere else. You <laughs> <laughs> got something in your eye, Brett. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and crazy enough, that video is actually going to go on Ben's channel. Nice. Um, he's kind of... Kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal, but he's... he's You know, Jess makes videos for him, and, and Mike used to make videos for him on and off, and they still sometimes, you know, get... They, they all kind of put stuff on his channel yeah, yeah. and he had said that he would give it a shot and put one of my ridiculous videos on his channel and just see what happens uh, because quick Crete was more of his connection anyway. So it's an interesting little trial that we're going to do here of what happens if one of my videos goes on a DIY, like yeah. clean white wall channel. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what happens and how people feel about Indiana Jones making a pizza oven. Um, Aside from that, uh, we finished out there and Jess was already planning on coming here to help with the event that Steve and I just went to or that just helped with uh, that I'll talk about here a little bit more in a second. But we hopped in a car and in two and a half days made it from Joshua Tree to upstate New York. Um, just for those that don't like understand that distance, that's like driving from here to the moon <laughs> it's really fucking far well, it was, i think we did 46 hours of driving yeah so not too shabby um and yeah i had like one night to rest and then got right back at it and did the maker camp catskill maker camp which went i would say well yeah um everybody had what seemed like a good time i don't know if i would know any better because i was in the corner at the forges <laughs> most of the time smoking easy <laughs> but um we had uh, a nice gentleman named bob menard ended up donating some coal forges and some small student anvils and basically once the forges got kicked on 
everybody who'd been interested in any kind of blacksmithing was allowed to come through. We were doing J hooks and, and S hooks mostly for the people that we were teaching and Jess did a great job. Yep. Never really done a teaching situation, but she, she really understands the process of it. Uh, being that she's not been on the anvil for a very long time or much at all in the time that she's been around, but she does understand the process really well and helped some very young people through the process, which I don't think I would have had the patience to do because kids, but like one of them just wouldn't stop looking elsewhere and like burning steel. I'm like, okay, you need to pay attention. She's like, my friend does this thing and her dad does it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't care about your dad. (laughs) <laughs> um it was really great though because they all still you know achieve the goal and it is it is wonderful to watch you know someone very young who's like never even swung a hammer their entire life make a hook yeah. and like understand why it worked the way that it did and you're like holy shit you're like 10 years old yeah i really hope this you know invigorates you and maybe you want to go in and learn how to make other stuff like forging is neat and it's there's fire and steel everywhere, but I know some of them went over to the woodworking sections and were turning pins or pens. And Tracy and Katrina were there in the woodworking area doing everything from axe handles to bowls and all of the yeah. wonderful stuff that they make. And then Steve, I'll pass it on to you because that kind of takes me up to where I am. Burnt out after a couple of days, but Steve was also involved in a lot of shit over the last couple of weeks, including the maker camp. So catch yes. us up on what you were doing. Uh, I came over to America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, what did I do? I, yeah, I spent like 25 hours traveling, which was fun. Um, got here, then uh, went straight into the next day helping. Well, I was going to say I was helping Chris Cash with his class. But essentially, I just stood next to one of the blowers, just turning the handle for 12 hours a day, Uh, (laughs) even when there was no steel in the fire. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, so I helped up with that class, which was really, really good fun. Chris is a a unorthodox teacher, (laughs) but but really fucking good at what he does. Um, Like his sculpture class was, was very free form, very like, what do you want to do? Let's figure out how to make it sort of thing. Um, there was a couple of guys there that, that had got there before I'd even got there and they were already like forging away. Um, and they made some brilliant bits. Uh, Tyler Bell was there and made a ridiculous bottle opener. Um, <laughs> Al is repping Tyler. Is that right a at the TV shirt? Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Kids got skills. Um, yeah, made a ridiculous bottle opener that nearly decapitated one of the other students. Perfect. Did he yep. bring the mechanical one that he'd made as well? Yeah, we got to play with that as well. Nice. Um, uh, the, the pneumatic one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that thing was awesome. <laughs> um, then spent a couple more days. You were striking like a madman on that bottle opener. There uh, were a lot yeah, of videos posted that. of Steve doing what Steve does, which is all the other students making these beautiful sculptures and freeforming and stuff. <laughs> and then Steve just murdering pieces of steel <laughs> with a sledgehammer. It was fun yeah. to watch. We, we decided that, um, well, Chris decided that he wanted to make, uh, like one of his, um, like small dragon twist bottle openers, but make one that was like two and a half foot long and weighed like 
30 pounds. Yeah, like 15 kilos. It was fucking ridiculous. Um, so we kind of Still drew works. that out. And, well, this is the thing. is we, we drew it out. We punched the hole in it, which hence the striking. And um, and then as we were putting the clip in it, we were like, I'm pretty sure if you draw it out just a little bit more, that will actually work. <laughs> so we just worked really, really carefully and managed to get it out to the point where we then tested it on a water bottle to see if it would actually fit over the, the cap. And uh, And, yeah. We've got the world's biggest working functional dragonfish bottle opener. It it's takes amazing. two hands to operate and one hand to hold the bottle. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, then spent uh, the rest of the week kind of helping out, running a few errands um, around here. Uh, got to be discount Brett for a few days and um, work on some ice picks. And uh, I'm so happy. They're, like so many of them are done. <laughs> I just got to leave town next time. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna be gone. I guess I gotta get done. Yeah, and then uh, started helping with uh, the maker camp stuff. Um, yeah, Brett and Jess got in at like ridiculous o'clock, o'clock the night before, and uh, turned up on the Friday. Yes, yeah, on the Friday, um, and helped out. And I think we were mostly no, we we were still getting the. Coal forges out when you guys turned up, didn't we? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we yeah. unloaded Bob's thing yeah, first so thing that morning. Unloaded uh, Bob's trailer first thing with like all the coal forges and got a bit of a talking to while we were doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We- Bob started saying about getting his sack truck out because these things are heavy and blah, 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 and he went off to move his truck to be able to get the sack truck out. And by the time he came back with the sack truck, just <laughs> Steve un- just lifting every. Heavy piece, which they were heavy, but Steve's just like, right, I've done this a million times. Yeah, let's before. Just get this shit out and done. Yeah. And uh, and then we were setting up the actual forges, and Jess was sat literally completely underneath one of the forges doing the thing with the blower. Uh, Chris was doing one of the other ones, and I was um, farting about with the third one. And uh, and Bob just came over and was just telling everyone, like, no, that doesn't work. Like, that, that one's not for that one. Like, right, well, how do you know which one's for which one? He's like, I just try them all until they work. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and I love that Chris goes, you know, you could probably just put some marker on them and say A goes with A. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, not going to do that. Yeah. You'd be proud of me. I, I did that on my forge. I'd put a little notch in so I knew which way around it went. Hey, like, hey oh, I've actually oh. thought something through. This is a, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is a big milestone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steve did a brilliant job. He probably won't go as far to say as much, but he was amazing all weekend. Yeah. Anyway, he'll leave it at that. But uh, he was he was great to have around, and I'm pretty sure he and Chris Cash are, are uh, in a relationship now. <laughs> we did share a room, uh, and that motherfucker can snore. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, uh, after we'd set up the um, the student forges, the guys from the Modern Forge turned up. And uh, we helped them like unload and and get everything set up, and it was fucking awesome to get to meet those guys, like some Smiths that for years I've really, really respected and known and like interacted with briefly via Instagram, but actually getting to meet them like face to face and hang out and <laughs> banter and break each other's balls and stuff like that um, was really good and. Also, Steve Pellegrino set up on the end doing some knife making. And uh, and I can remember Brett saying like how cool Steve was when he was up doing the classes. But 
that guy's fucking ace. <laughs> like he's such a nice dude, and he's <laughs> he's fucking handsome. He's a handsome. <laughs> you're giving handsome Joe a run for his yeah, money. Like yeah, like on, on, on a scale of one to Joe, what are we talking? <laughs> uh, definitely above me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said on a scale of one to Joe. <laughs> oh, the scale is rated uh, yeah. a one to Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, whereas uh, whereas Joe's like your um, your ripped, shredded, quite muscular kind of chap. Uh, Steve is more of your kind of svelte like he, Steve's he was, the guy they would cast in a movie as like the automotive guy that you yes. find in the middle of nowhere he's the only gas station around but you show up and he happens to be the best looking guy <laughs> yeah. for 100 miles yeah and you're like oh well they had to cast a good looking guy because it's a small part yeah that's Steve yeah exactly except for he knows everything about your engine and everything about metallurgy and yeah. everything about heat treating and stuff yeah and uh yeah so he he made a couple of knives whilst we were there and then uh the like the the long well he it started off being a short sword but i'm pretty sure it just turned into a long kitchen knife um that he made uh chris cash picked up and within three seconds broke the tip off the end because this is chris um i did not know that yeah oh did you not yeah he picked because i i made chris a little maybe should have done a better job of uh heat treating it shouldn't he yeah right (laughs) <laughs> um, it, it wasn't Steve's fault it was definitely uh, Chris's fault <laughs> what um, a dick but, uh, but yeah I'd make uh, Chris this little blacksmith knife and as soon as he had it and he was like what this is mine and I went yeah he really throwing it full pelt into bits of wood <laughs> and, uh, and so he tried to do like a Jimmy drop test on the um, knife that Steve had made but dropped it on the tip kind of at an angle Ooh. so it went, all of the pressure went on it and it just went clink um technique he was like eh, i don't care it was just a test piece like meh um i did that with uh mr build it his name is alex russian last name that i don't yeah. know yeah kraus um i'd never <laughs> i'd never met him before we never really chatted but i met him out in california and he made a bow and arrow out of a bunch of laminate yeah and he had already finished the video and he was really keen on testing the power of it and i go well I'd love to shoot it and you know, I'll yeah. I'll put another notch, like I'll just yeah. one more little bit of torque, I'll click it one more time, and I totally broke the shit out of it. <laughs> and he was like, It's all right, man. I finished the video, it's no big deal. Uh, I was like, I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, so I got to hang out with a bunch of fucking awesome people. Uh oh. And then I was there. Uh Ellen was there as well. Ellen Durkin, I made nice. a board. Yeah. Um which if you've like she did an an interview on um, uh, the Blacksmith Pub podcast, and her voice does not sound like what you'd imagine her voice would sound like. But then when you meet her in person and realize what a dork she is, it makes total sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was there was that. Uh, I saw Jess for like three seconds the entire time I've been here. Um, so hopefully, maybe once she slept, I get to like see her again at some point. Um, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just been great, and like got to hang out with a bunch of really fucking cool people, do some cool stuff, uh, be part of the a, first event of hopefully many. Yeah, of an event that I think is going to go from strength to strength. Um, managed to get Paul Jackman striking as well. Oh, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, because Paul uh, made a massive claw hammer, like seven <laughs> times claw hammer. So we made a massive nail for that to go in and got some chain striking going on. 
um, and everyone got to have a strike on that. Uh, you helped put the head on it as well. Yeah, that was one of the times I, I stepped away and left students forging. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a no-go? <laughs> yeah, that, that's an ongoing joke. Nobody died. Yeah. All right, Smokey's pants. Um, with all the forging going on, I did I did quite enjoy the massive um, can-crushing wooden mallet. Yes. Oh, John. <laughs> yeah, John from Sunset Forge. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, because uh, Keith from Shipwright Skills... Uh, was out so he brought a load of like his tools and that including right. the massive wooden mallet ah. um, john then just went around smashing cans on Apple. <laughs> great so i mean this is probably just more a reflection of my instagram feed than anything else but was it just a blacksmithing event <laughs> or was there other things going on uh <laughs> i saw pat lap turning something but it was yeah. kind of like looked like it was in the blacksmithing tent <laughs> <laughs> there was there was other things going on but I think because I mean, we were sat inside the entire time. Yeah, we we were kind of in the the blacksmith tent the in, right. the entire time we were there, um, and like from my point of view, the like the main attractions were the the blacksmiths, but that's because they're people that, like, say I I've known for for years. Um, there was some woodworkers and stuff going on. I mean, like Tracy and that were there, um, and obviously Pat Lap and, and Paul Jackman. Mm. Um, there was a few other bits as well, but I think the kind of the the basic kind of idea was the fact that it was uh, getting a few things like that in this time, and it just so happened that um, they had access to some really good smiths, so kind of put a bit of effort into that. Yeah, um, I mean, having Tim Sway was there, Total Boat was there doing a lot of repping, and there, there was some yeah. resin pouring going on, and uh, his CNC, the the vertical CNC yeah, thing, the was there. CNC. So there were factions of blacksmith and woodworking, but then little like singular booth areas for some more specialty stuff. Yeah. Okay. I I would hope that even just based on that reaction, Al, it would be nice to know that if this happened again, that they'd build out into some of those more niche areas because yeah, if you were just coming to sit and watch blacksmithing, there was plenty of that. But if you were really keen on learning more about resin or epoxy, You can first go, yeah, like away and wait until I'm done. I don't <laughs> want to talk about epoxy. I mean, it's, it's, it's similar to like sort of make essential. You know, it's not that yeah. it's a deliberate attempt. It's just that that's what you know. Yeah, that's what no, you can and do it been... and is accessible. But then actually, yeah. as it grows, you know, maybe it's not about just wood turning. Maybe it's not about just woodworking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think I think some of the younger kids, like uh, in, in my mind, something about epoxy resin and like the total bolt people. The amount of um, childlike whimsy that can go into pouring different colors and <laughs> making slimes that set up yeah. on tape. You know, there's something about that that I know I commented about the kids in the forge earlier, <laughs> but when it comes to those other little niche skill sets or niche little crafts, niche. I thank you. I think <laughs> he just gave you such a black look, then. I think. Um, Having more of that available because there wasn't yeah. a lot of hands-on for it made it seem like they, they didn't have as much of a presence. But yeah. a lot of the guys that have used Total Boat or sponsored by them, like there was a big push, but you could tell that they were yeah. not getting quite as much uh, like social media love or, or presence because yeah. people are just more interested in watching stuff or doing more hands-on stuff. Yeah. 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 And I, I think one of the things is with the social media side of things, like seeing a 
like a bunch of guys team striking on a big chunk of metal is mm-hmm. always quite impressive. But um, but I was chatting to uh, Austin, the organize the guy that organized it all, and this is the first event that he's all because like his family own the the resort, and it's the first time he's done an event. Um, and he did so well for a first event. Um, but he's like, I was, I was talking to him about it and he's got big plans to expand this more and more and more. And this was just kind of like the beta test. And I think next year's one, which I, I think they might actually already be taking bookings for, hmm. um, is going to be so much bigger, so much better. And, and like, um, a bit more kind of organized and, and regimented, but still have that same kind of just turn up and do whatever you want. Sort of yeah, part. I mean, you, you don't want it to become like a too rigid and structured. I think from from the outset, one of the things that appealed is this this you know very much like a just a, a gathering. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know I know there's some brand presence there, and I think that's great that they've got that input. But yeah, like one of the other good things about uh, it was the fact that there was like that spontaneity. Like so, uh, Jimmy's sister turned up at one point, and um, she's a she does jewelry making, and she ah. just happened to. Uh, yes. yeah. yeah and she just happened to have brought a load of kit with her and, and so she started like she sat up on a picnic table and started doing that and loads of people just gathered around that mm-hmm. same thing with patty she kind of came along and with a well with brett's sewing machine <laughs> i have a sewing machine now <laughs> and uh and she set that up and started making stuff and she she made some like uh mobile phone hol- holders stuffed with shavings from pat lap and paul jackman <laughs> and it was just fucking glorious it was so much fun um but yeah, I think that's kind of what they want to keep is that spontaneity. They want to set up some spaces where people can just come and make stuff and do stuff and be a bit more ad hoc. Um, I think the organization side of it is just to give it a little bit more structure. Just structure. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like I say, I think it's just going to be a case of just getting bigger and bigger and and trying to keep that same sort of vibe. Yeah, I think the the idea that this was kind of a beta test I I was admittedly still getting a few messages not too long before the event started of people <laughs> just wondering like what the hell was going on or what yeah. were they going to be able to do. I had talked to Austin a little while ago about um, from my standpoint, the most important thing would be to have makers be able to make things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because, that's, that's, you know, that's a massive learning through it. it like, big small things that we've been gone to so even like to yandles a couple of weeks ago it was like yeah, yeah. the fact that people can get on the tools come away with something come away with an experience doesn't yeah. have to be like a thing it can just be like i tried this for the first time you know yeah. a lot of a lot of people like everyone's posting a bit it's not that like look what i made or look what i've done it's like i did this yeah just that experience that you know like whether it's something you've never done before but yeah that seemed to be the the most valuable kind of asset of, of something like this yeah, exactly. And I think not, that's even, not of... even like not even like sort of I met or like you know yeah. so so many like sort of charming people there and kind of you know it's been a it's been a half hour exercise in name dropping but you know <laughs> it was nothing was like I met this person I met that person selfie 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 it was yeah. I did this yeah. this person helped me or you know yeah. and that that's that's one of the big positives that have come out for me that that's what it was about yeah definitely and I think that's the kind of that's the the route they want to go down is they want to have more and more have a go sessions more and more kind of just just turn up and make something and like have people just bring their own gear along and just set up on a picnic table and mm-hmm. and do whatever they want to do like one of austin's comments was like essentially there are no rules um and i mean he said that to chris cash and that's possibly not the best person to say that to 
but uh, he broke everything that he owned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was very much that, and very much just kind of people going and having fun, and and just like you say, experiencing those things rather than just let's say get getting a selfie and looking at the latest tool from tool company X sort of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, really I don't nice. even know. Was that even really a thing? Yeah, this that, event, no one really brought new kit to kind of hawk new no, gear. No, I think the the only tool company as such that was there was Arbitech and Total Boat. Oh, the only two real companies. There. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Arbitech had a had a still set up, and they were showing people. Um, they were doing pumpkin carving. Yeah. with the <laughs> with the carving tool, the wood carving tool. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is they they were having fun, and it it they, you know they they already had um, advertising there as such in the form of uh like paul and tracy yeah using their equipment sort of thing yeah um but they just kind of seemed to be there just to join in on the fun which was brilliant and total boat again they were kind of there having fun and and supporting that i mean the maker made cnc guys were there but again that that didn't feel like they were there at a trade show it just felt like they were part of maybe community sort yeah of thing. maybe that's Maybe that was the real takeaway from this one is based on the events that we've been to and even things like Maker Central, you know, it felt like this last one had a lot more engagement. Yeah. And obviously we had the make with makers booths and you guys had the forge and everything going on. But maybe the the shift that we all want to happen is starting to really kick in where especially this one, since there was more inside control, like we're friends with Austin and the family because they're right down the street from the shop. But I think we've had the chats about it before where we'd love to see more maker events that don't just feel like a a trade show, a trade show corporation mm-hmm. or corporations going into a trade show, just saying, here's a new product. You can come and look at it. Maybe we'll take a sample pack home with you. Like, yeah. No one gives a shit about that anymore. If somebody wants to sponsor somebody like Paul Jackman to come and yeah. demo like Arbor Tech does. Yeah. He demos and you know, they want to talk about the products if people buy stuff, but yeah. really like, it's Paul making stuff, and I think the only additive would be to have Paul making stuff, and then you make it with Paul. Yeah. Which is the only step that didn't happen here because he decided to make a 10-foot-tall hammer. Yeah. You can't, you don't really help him with that because the turbo <laughs> plane is horrifyingly dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is, like, it seems like they want to do more and more kind of, like, if there is a company there, it's they're there so that you can use their tools, not just so that they can show you a fancy new drill or something yes i will say that also about this is similar to laura uh, when we were all doing over the 10 makers event yeah that was Hikoki kind of signing off and like shit yeah. you guys are all just gonna make shit and we'll we'll provide as much as we can provide um uh my time in california was the same it was like those companies yeah sent ben some shit and everybody had free reign on a project yeah. like ben kind of helped direct or maybe make some suggestions but Everybody was just doing an idea session, you know, a few days before or while we were at the little get together the first day or two, people were just kind of coming up with ideas and just having at it. And the thing is, they'll get their impressions out of it. They'll get their social media exposures, whatever for these companies. But I think they're starting to get clicked into the idea that it's about letting the makers do the thing. They they make this stuff and then the, the impressions or the exposure that they'll get is more important to have genuine engagement yeah 
from not only the person using the product, but the people watching that person. We watch that person for a reason. I don't really yeah. give a shit what products they use. Yeah. But if they choose to use those, I'll probably listen to them because yeah. I appreciate their opinion. So like these events that we've been going to, and I, I loved hearing about Yandles, you know, because obviously we're tied in with Dan. Yeah. We love that guy to death, but they're clearly allowing more of the makery engagement and like, you'll come here and turn. They started offering the classes again and getting the little woodworking area set up. They have the local artist stuff in the shop. They have the craft side next to the cafe that you can actually go and buy things from that aren't finished projects. It's like, yeah, we sell spray paint and and things. So I'd like to know that the, everything is starting to shift that way. I think we're going to have a hard time getting out of, you know, what has been an established system of trade shows and you know we show up because we're the buyers yeah it's like very typical that like we'll buy the cheapest thing on the market if it yeah. works i don't care what brand it is i just yeah. need it to do the thing like jeff fader <laughs> uh, at one point i had to take his angle grinder from him and he just goes here's the right angle grinder community and i was like <laughs> oh yeah like he uses the crap at him and we yeah. had to talk about it he's like dude every blacksmith you know you can go purist and say you need to hot cut everything. And, yeah. and you know, we want to be able to teach those things so you can see how it was done. But yeah. uh, I remember talking with him a little bit during the event. And he's like, yeah, we yeah. we always carry this kit. This yeah. is our travel kit with us. It's like 15 power tools of yeah. different brands. They don't give a shit. It's just yeah. like, I need to cut steel apart. Steel. So yeah. if if the Walt showed up saying like our angle grinders are the best. And then Modern Forge was using not their angle yeah. grinders, would it be a point of contention? It shouldn't yeah. be. They're yeah. just making stuff. Exactly. And I, I think that's one of the things is people kind of are latching onto the idea of um, it doesn't, uh, like, the traditional trade show. Like, uh, I was talking to Chris Sepp about um, uh, Fabtech and kind of saying, like, um, the fact that, uh, um, yeah, the fact that we don't, well, that, that going to that show, it is very much a, uh, just a trade show. There's, um, there's, it's not really there, like, for makers as such. I know that last time they, they uh, I think it was Lincoln, um, had a load of people build yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, benches and stuff. But it very much feels more like it's, um, it's, you know, you go there with the intention of buying something and you're maybe looking at seeing what tools they've, like what the latest and greatest tool is and comparing prices, seeing if you can get a decent deal or something like that. But like, it seems like the maker shows now are going more and more into, we don't care about the tools. It's the end result. That's the importance of the experience. And I think that's mm. what, uh, that's what the trade shows seem to be going Oh, Sorry. The, that's what the events and shows seem to be going towards. And I think that is kind of spiffing. <laughs> So, Al, now the port body guy has gone. What is the order? Uh, it's Bass. Bass. Brett, that yeah. means you're first. Hooray! So, I am going to spiff a delightful gentleman by the name of Eric from Cutworks. A lot of, a lot of us know him as Cutworks on the Instagramus. Um... He was out in California and had showed up not having a project to actually work on, at least not when he first got there. Everybody else kind of had a project in mind. And um, 
he is a super talented guy and has a lot of experience in a lot of different materials. And so what he ended up doing was just working sun up to sundown, helping other people do yeah. their projects. And he knows a lot about a lot <laughs> and is extremely modest and a total oddball and loves saying the word cunt, which is hilarious. Good word. Um, That's the first C-bomb on the podcast. You're Ooh. very welcome. <laughs> very welcome. Have to be Brett of, of all the people. Yeah. Yeah, out of you guys. Um, but I, and I got to meet his wife, who's absolutely delightful and goes by Cutwork's boss lady for a reason. <laughs> She's yeah. awesome. Um, no, but between the two of them, they were great people to me. But uh, he was crucial in, in me actually getting through my build because I knew so little about concrete and like the weight that would be involved and it's like oh it's just this pizza oven thing there's a lot of volume on the inside that's just open space and it's like no that's still gonna weigh you know a couple hundred pounds or whatever said and done so i had this initial drawing for like the base steel welded base and it just he kind of he was always really nice every time he helped anybody he's just got this really good approach that he will tell you his opinion but not in a mean way at all Yeah. yeah and usually trying to help you like i know a thing yeah but i'm not gonna stop you from doing what you're doing yeah and yeah there was a moment of yeah i'll just do this and i'll put the concrete and the bricks on it and he just kind of went well (sighs) what would you think about and i'm like oh whatever you're gonna say is totally right so he helped me uh an insane amount just get some of the logistics taken care of when i was building the base and he was so helpful all week Mm. and every single person commented on like Man, that guy's been awesome to have around. Mm-hmm. He was so helpful. He knows everything about you know, welding. And then he worked probably more than anybody else did, yeah. even though they were all doing projects and then you know like these bouncing like, around from one thing. to the yeah. other. Uh, one of the last nights that we were there, we were joking around like, "Oh, we should make a fire pit for the backyard," even though there's not really like a yeah. proper space for a fire pit. But everyone was just circling up, so it was like we should have a fire right here. And I had bought some wood for the yeah. oven. So everyone just kind of, I took some of the refractory brick and made a little circle. Eric, after a very long day, decided he was going to make a fire pit out of some <laughs> steel. So just knocked one up. And then it was like, when did you have time to do that? <laughs> and also it's really, really well done. Yeah. So it was just really impressive. I'd never gotten to meet him in person. And I've been chatting with him for probably the better part of a year now. Yeah. And just as a reminder of, this silly situation that we're all in with social media. It's, it's really fantastic to chat with somebody over the interwebs or over social medias and then actually have them be better than what you could have expected in person where you're like, wow, you've been nothing but delightful in text form and goddamn, are you amazing in person? Yeah. So, and uh, I got to ride in their Tesla. Nice. (laughs) It's his wife's Tesla. Eh. Let's let's be honest. It's the boss lady's Tesla. <laughs> um, God, those cars are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it went so fast, so quick. <laughs> and everything is like very minimal because it doesn't have to have room for all this bullshit that we have in here. Yeah. There's just one big display screen in the front that's a computer. Basically drives itself. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, this isn't the Tesla talk. This is <laughs> Cutworks. Go follow Cutworks on Instagram. He's delightful. Uh, is it isn't it spelled with an e or, or something? Uh, w e r x. Yeah, cut works, and I believe there's an underscore in between the two. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's make sure it's nice and complicated. Like mount underscore uppercase Philip 
a lowercase cash Cash. works metal. That should work out. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was bass, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Right. Al, that's you. Yeah. um, Off the back of um, the fantastic t-shirts that I got printed, I think it's just worth shouting out um, Firefly, the guys down in Bristol um, who who printed them. Um, it's, It's really nice to see people like Obviously, we're kind of we're all class class ourselves as makers d- to different levels. You know, some of us are doing it as a hobby, some of us are doing it for a bit of fun, some of us are sort of teetering on the edge of of, of making it a full time living. Some of us are trying really hard to do that and make it make it happen. It's just always great to see people actually making as a profession at the top of their game, just doing great work and loving it, being helpful. You know, sharing what they're doing. You know. Yeah essentially doing what we're doing but to a professional degree um, <laughs> which is you know alex you know your boss in case in point steve it's yeah. like somebody who's actually you know taking their passion to it to, to the next level and yeah and pumping out some really good shit so i hope these guys are kind of um wanting to to, to join in this big big old mess that we call the community um yeah because they're super friendly and they're doing great stuff the, the small team is just two guys yeah. um just in a small unit uh, independent Fine, and it's yeah. just yeah and hopefully talking about you know getting them more involved seeing if they can come to like um events like we're talking about you know set up yeah. a screen print instead how cool would that be if you go make your own shirt at one of these events yeah um obviously you'd have to think about how we're doing the exposures and the screens and stuff but you know i think just getting getting that aspect into the side of things could be really interesting i've i've loved watching like um heidi make t-shirts and when james make made the t-shirt you know it's just yeah. great and then also seeing like the guys, um, Ellen, uh, Patty, and Sharon, like just yeah. doing their own things with shirts as well, and, and augmenting yeah. them, seems to be quite a big thing in with all of us, and, and it's just great. Yeah, great guys, great yeah. company. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get them on the show at some point as well. Yes, yeah, I was speaking to them when I went to pick up my shirts, um, and they seemed super keen to to come in, and and they had no idea like what the maker community was before <laughs> now, and. And it, we got chatting about it because they said that they'd gone and watched a few of your videos. Right. Um, and the, the Damascus hammer came up. And they <laughs> hilarious. And like, and then I said about coming out here and like all the things that we're doing out here and everything else. And yeah, they seem super keen to kind of see a little bit more of the community and, mm, and what nice. kind of happens here. And, um, and yeah, I think we might hopefully see them at some events next year, which would be good. Would Fantastic. Be very, very so, nice. Yes. Firefly. Spelled weird. I'm sure Steve yeah. will put it in the uh, the shots. All right, so F- you have December. to pick somebody who is F- spelled weird. F Y A H. Fly. 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 Uh Yeah. For me, I it would be so so easy to like choose um, someone from this weekend, like hmm. the the Modern Forge guys, um, Steve Pellegrino or Ellen, like getting to spend time with those people that they're people that I've known known uh people I've known and respected for a long time like even when I first got into um blacksmithing they were like people that I always looked up to and and always respected and and getting to meet them and and hang out and um be massive dorks with was so much fun um the same with Chris Cash like I've got to basically live with the guy for a week and a half and um he's fucking glorious um 
but you know they kind of showed up and they did their thing it's stuff that they do all day every day um and i think i'd rather give a shout out to someone that worked their fucking ass off um under not necessarily the best conditions because like with with the the whole show it was it was great but there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes making sure everything ran as smoothly as possible um so it was at times kind of stressful um but yeah so i wanted to give uh, a little love to everybody's favorite pirate oh my hey, god what? uh classic steve yeah basically brett and and jess to be fair um but, <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah like brett and jess dealt with a really shitty situation in a really good way um both of them teaching uh like it was jess's first time ever teaching properly um and like other than spring make your first time teaching properly um and despite everything there was tens of people like pretty much everyone that was at the event leaving with fucking huge smiles on their faces <laughs> and having had a go at like something they they never would have had the opportunity to do before um and everyone that knows me loves how much i love like being able to spread that kind of experience and that joy so yeah it was just nice seeing uh seeing our boy do that yep yep uh right that's it. I'm not going to let him say anything because he's, he's got a stupid grin on his face at the moment. Uh, any other business? Dale B. I'm, I'm looking at you, Al, because you said you had something. Yeah, but if you call it any other... I was just going to get back into the fucking chit-chat because you decided to make it half a podcast. But if you call it any um, other business, it sounds like the end. Yeah, well, the only reason we had to do that is because uh, everybody turned up because it turns out that... When you get a lot of people in a single place, they uh, they like to walk in when you're in the middle of recording a podcast. <laughs> it's almost um, like they've got some sort of TV show to record. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and when Laura Conf walks in, you don't necessarily say fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, please, please use my workspace, yeah. please. But they were they were being very quiet, but then six other people showed up, yeah. and we can't tell them to be quiet, so... Yeah. Yeah, basically, then Jimmy walked in and fucked everything. So, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Yeah. Laura, Laura was super respectful. Yeah. Jimmy doesn't give two shits. Yeah, Laura, lovely. Jimmy, what a dick. Um, <laughs> Thanks for letting us use your time. <laughs> Thanks for the Wi-Fi, Jim. Thank you. Thanks for the maker community. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm not even going to try and like go back to that. So if you want to talk about that now, no bullshit. It's too late. You ruined it. No, no. Nice. Talk about it. What do you want to say? Talk about. Talk about. Everybody's talking about. <laughs> All save right, it, we'll save it for a rainy day. Okay, okay fair enough. Uh, Any other business? You've got axe making class. Everyone pre- be prepared to have Alex Pohl be all over social media yeah. for the first time. Ever. Possibly <laughs> ever. Because yeah, even the events that you guys did and uh, the one that Al was at, what was that one called? Next Central? Good, the good Life. Good Life. Good oh, Life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you guys did that, and I know there's a bit of social media sharing and whatnot, but this is, I feel like this is going to be 
his first more big exposure, yeah. especially over in the US, right? Yeah, because I mean, we when when we go to shows, like we'll post occasionally, like I'll put the odd story up, but we don't like we tend to be just work, 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 and um, oh, fuck. As soon as I said work, 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 I had fucking Caro singing Rihanna in my head. Um, but uh, yeah, we we tend to just be working and not really thinking about posting. And I think this is going to be an event where there's going to be a lot of social media exposure, and it's going to be interesting seeing how it's going to be interesting seeing how Joe reacts to that. Oh, handsome Joe! Yeah, handsome Joe, handsome Joe. But it'll be nice to you know anybody that's following along. With all all of our adventures, yeah, um, I would like to see more support get thrown his way and your way. You know, the whole Forge team, um, and it's going to be interesting having these two worlds meet. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited for it. Everybody, look forward to seeing all the funny things and hopefully getting Al wine. Yes, Al likes wine. Both Al's like wine, in fact. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. handshake, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I do. Uh, cool. Uh, so if that's it, is that it? Yeah. I'm waiting for you, Al. Yes, Not, it. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dude, it's a different party. dynamic when that you're both in the same room. <laughs> um, Flash car. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So in which case, you can find us on all of the usual social medias. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Wait. Hack shack. And you can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. That was the wrong order. See what happens. Uh, you see what happens. <laughs> it's very distracting. Uh, if you want to find us as a group, you can find us at fwtpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram where Al's lovely thumbnails get displayed uh, at fwtpodcast. And you can find us on the Facebook group uh, Fools of Tools or something. Um, Oh, please screenshot that face. I just want a thumbnail of Al's actual thumbnails. And yeah, um, that's it. That's it. Love you. Bye. 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 Al's actual. It might finally be a good episode.